Judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber kicks Squires. Yes, hello and welcome once again to The Ruck, going all around the country. Uh, if you listen to us in Sydney, you may, I guess, be trudging up Heartbreak Hill or just thinking about getting there in the city to surf. Uh, look, we hope to make it a little bit easier for you. If you're listening through some kind of device in your ears, uh, Matt Burke, Tim Horan, I'm sure that's what most yeah, of the... Start jogging all those people that are walking. <laughs> that's exactly right. Come on, lift, lift. When you hit the bottom of Heartbreak Hill, you have every intention to run and all of a sudden you just slow down. <laughs> Okay, you see a coffee shop and it might just stop you for a while. <laughs> hey, both, have both of you, I know, Berkey, you've done the city to surf. Timmy, have you uh, trundled around? No, I haven't. No, I've only got one knee left after sort of all my years of playing. So uh, I wouldn't yes. mind walking it one day. But, uh, yeah, Westpac mm-hmm. do a great job there supporting the, uh, obviously, Westpac uh, helicopter all around uh, the country. And there's thousands of people out there at the moment. And they'll still be going, plenty of them. Any other sponsors Berkey? you want to get out, Tim? All right. <laughs> Good people at Bunnings, of course. They're going to nail people back together again. Berkey, I'll, Berkey, I've seen you surf, mate, and one day the Westpac helicopter might need a rescue. <laughs> yeah, so. That's right. Is he a card-carrying bad surfer, Tim? Is that what you're saying? Y- yes, he's one of these ones that, you know, go away on tour to South Africa, to Durban, and buy a surfboard and it's never been used. <laughs> Uh, it's never uh, touched water, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any tips from you, Berkey, for the city to surf? I know you have done it. Uh, it's pretty cool weather today. Yeah, it's, it's, right? it's chilly outside. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a lot of uh, discarded clothing, uh, jumpers and stuff yeah. at the start of the race there. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, enjoy the band as you go past the sheaf, I think it is, down the bottom of, of, uh, of Double Bay there. That's always a bit of, uh, yes. a bit of excitement. And then um, do your best at the top of the hill there because it's <laughs> one tough run up that yeah. uh, heartbreak hill there. Yeah, and cold weather. Don't run too hard, obviously. No. Cold weather. You may be pulling hamstrings off the bone, uh, which <laughs> more, is not an attractive Could be thing. more of an Achilles today, I reckon. <laughs> oh, snap. Mm. Yes, I've done that. Plenty on the show today. We will uh, talk to Wallaby Nathan Sharp ahead of uh, the start of uh, the Bledisloe happening at the weekend. Uh, we'll get you another of the top ten Wallaby magic moments. Who will it be? We've tracked down the person involved. Uh, it's taken uh, a lot of energy and love, but we'll, we'll chat with him as well. This is The Ruck. Right here on The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show with the Super 15 season finished. It is that time of the year when the players gather for a bit of awards ceremony, celebration of what they have achieved. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in Canberra last night for the Brumbies. What a brilliant night it was. The MC was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure where they got him from, but brilliant. All you had to say on that stage, um, and Berkey, I, I don't know, this will probably hurt you. The only thing you had to say to get a laugh was how rugby rubbish the Waratahs were. And didn't the crowd lap that kind of stuff up? <laughs> Straight <Absolutely>. into it. <laughs> did. It was a top night, though. Some great awards. Stephen Moore was the uh, Brad Robinson, Brett Robinson uh, player's player. Christian Liliofana got the best back. Even though I mean, he only played half the season, like 10 mm. rounds or something, a little bit more than that. But uh, he is terrific. And Michael Hooper, who is, of course, back to going, heading off to the Waratahs for next season. David Pocock coming to the Brumbies. He was the best forward. Uh, and Jake White. Now, remember earlier, I... I'm, I got to apologise to him in person on stage last night for our April Fool's Day <laughs> gag where Timmy Yu so childishly asked him uh, what he thought about the Reds <laughs> signing Jonathan Thurston uh, and he kept talking as if it had happened. I asked him last night, he said, yeah, well, the thing was he had been speaking to Eddie Jones 
And he yeah. said, look, if you, Eddie Jones, said, if you are thinking of signing a rugby league player, Jonathan Thurston's the man to go. So when we asked him, he said, oh, bugger, they've already thought of it before yeah. he actually thought it had happened. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, Berkey, I understand that your night uh, on Wednesday, where were you? We were down at uh, Darling Harbour thereabouts doing the uh, the players' player for the Waratahs, the Matt Burke Cup. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, interesting, contrasting nights, obviously, then, Tone. Uh, your night. Yeah. Uh, Not uh, so joyous. Well, there was a... Sometimes there was <laughs> a, a slight clap and a pause on the way through. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, look, it, I mean, there was there were still things to celebrate there. Ben Robinson played his 100th, uh, 100th cap for the Waratahs, which is a great feat. Uh, a few guys that are, are leaving. Dean Mum was obviously going away at the end of the year. And then Dave Dennis won the Players' Player, which has been played outstanding uh, this year for the Waratahs and then obviously um, uh, rewarded with... Uh, a test berth as well. So there was a few things, but uh, a summer night looking towards 2013 at the same time. So um, contrasting, I think. Player, back up, Sparky. Back up, Sparky. When you say the player's player, what is that uh, award called? Oh, I told you before, it was the Matt Burke Cup. The Matt so you can Burke drink out of it. Cup. You, yeah, you can drink out of it. It only holds one can, though, unfortunately. Yeah, right. <laughs> Berkey, but what about, like these days, you've got the Matt Burke Cup for the player's yeah. player for the Waratahs. Yeah. And you've got the Brett Robinson trophy or the plate for um, the award for... Uh, the players play. That's all they could afford player. at the time. Yes, <laughs> for the Brumbies. But for Queensland, look, we go back a little bit further. So yep. in the Queensland Reds, we Stan Pilecki. So the Stan Pilecki medal is for the uh, the best Stan and fairest Pilecki. player. Um, and most people may remember Stan Pilecki, but uh, front row for the Queensland Reds for many years, played a couple of Wallaby caps. And um, but Tony, you would um, his warm up was mm. t- two puffs out of a cigarette and then throw it away and then jog on the field. And if he was really switched on, he'd have three puffs. And, but I remember, I remember um, Andrew Slack, the um, the Grand Slam Wallaby captain of 1984, telling me that the most frustrated he's seen Stan Pilecki before a game is when he took two puffs out of the cigarette, threw it out, with his um, boots on, tried to put it out and couldn't put it out because the tags were too high. So the boot wouldn't get down to the ground to put the cigarette out. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's the sort of uh, smarts you want in your front row. Brilliant, the Stan Pilecki Cup. This is the Ruck. Well, it's all about to start again, isn't it? The Bledisloe Cup begins ANZ Stadium uh, in Sydney on Saturday. The Wallabies taking on the All Blacks. It should be brilliant. Uh, the the mood, I think, after the Super 15 for the Australians was a little bit down, given we no representation. But now there's suddenly a little bit of a, maybe a feeling, more time uh, with the coach, more time for the Wallabies to get it together and do something in the Rugby Championship. And we are joined now by one of those Wallabies, the one, the only, and a man who must be excited at his last hurrah at international footy this season, is Nathan Sharp. He joins us from Brisbane. G'day, mate. Morning, fellas. How are you going? Uh, we're very well. Is it starting to get a little bit of uh, nervous excitement for you? You've, got to, uh, you've been doing it for a long time now, though, but you can sort of see the end of this tunnel, but exciting times with the Bledisloe this weekend. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, it's, it's looming pretty quickly. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it was just getting through as much work as we could and, and not really focusing too specifically on the game. But as we get closer, you know, I uh, woke up this morning and thought, you know, it's less than seven days. So, you know, it's nearly go time. And, and I think all the guys are getting pretty excited getting into it after having a, a good spell after a tough Super 15 season. Hey, Sharpie, you, you've come back, um, obviously, back into the the Wallabies after your, your three test matches against Wales and you were going to retire. What, what's your mindset now after James Horwell was injured and you were asked to come back in by Robbie Deans. You excited about sort of seeing the finish line for you for your career? But I know you you base yourself in Brisbane now. Um, you've, you've left Perth and breaking yourself in Brisbane for these last couple of months. Yeah, look, to me, all, all it was just an adjustment of um, you know, I guess my expectations. You know, the, the people that I'm that I'm working with were, were very uh, 
you know, very, very uh, happy to accommodate, and, and, and that, that made it very easy. And, mate, you know, look, any time you get an opportunity to play for your country, you jump out of your skin, and I think... Uh, once I just readjusted, you know, my, my time frames, uh, I've been really looking forward to this rugby championship because, you know, as you know, mate, it, it goes too quickly. And uh, it, as you get older, you realise you don't get too many second cracks. How important, um, I know Berkey would relate to this, but how important is the the first game on Saturday night against the, the All Blacks? Because obviously three test matches um, this Saturday and then next week um, in at Eden Park, uh, and then the last one, sort of late October in Brisbane. Obviously, to win the Bledisloe Cup, you've got to try and pick up this first Test match against the All Blacks. Yeah, look, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was critical. You know, it, it, this, this this first opening uh, game against the ABs in, in Sydney is a big one for us. And, it's been it's yeah. been ten years since we've held the Bledisloe Cup. It has, mate. Yeah, and no, I, I was playing with Burke in that game in Sydney. I think when he when he slotted one to, uh, to to win it, so um, it was a while ago and. Uh, you know, as, as as you talk about, ten years is, is a very long time, and um, with a three-game series like that, you've got to win two games, and and, and uh, this first one, as I said, is vital. I don't know whether you're rubbing that in, Sharpie, or you're making it a compliment at the same time. Hey, uh, you guys um, take on South Africa, Argentina as well coming up uh, very soon. It's just going to be a steak festival for you, blokes. You're just going to be eating meat for the next uh, month and a half. Oh, I love it, mate. Looking forward to it. <laughs> meat around the world there. So uh, yeah, that's actually a big. Uh, a big attraction for me to say on, mate. I wanted to go and taste a few more steaks over in those countries. But Argies are going to be tough, though, when you go over there. In a, in a way, a relatively unknown uh, team as well. A lot of those guys playing in France, they're going to be incredibly yeah. tough to overcome over there. Yeah, look, I, I, no one in, in the team at the moment has had much experience against Argentinian teams. Uh, uh, I think the last time we played them was in 03. So, you know, when you look at them, they're they're a very tenacious team. They rely on plenty of uh, enthusiasm and, and and um, passion, but they're very unorthodox as well. So mm. it's going to be a big challenge for all the Super Rugby teams, I think. Sharpie, you wouldn't be sorry. sorry, mate. You wouldn't be aware. Last night, of course, it was the Brumbies' best and fairest. Stephen Moore won the uh, the Players' Player Award. Now, there's a good spirit in that room uh, about the camaraderie in that team. But he actually mentioned on stage uh, because when he clocked up a hundred games this year, he did it as well, talking about what an influence you were on on him personally and his career, and not just the hairstyle he's copied. Uh, that must make you feel good. Oh, I, I didn't know that, actually. But, um, yeah, look, I've, I've had the pleasure of, of playing a lot of footy with Steve. And, um, you know, he's a terrific guy. And, and, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all that he won that award. He's, he's, his football over the last four or five years has been incredibly consistent. And, you know, he's, he's been one of the top hookers in the world for, for some time now. So oh, I'm stoked to hear that. I didn't realise he won that. And he's uh, he's gave me a bit of a rap, too. So I'll have to uh, buy him a bit. <laughs> and Sharpie, hey, just, in, I... ju- just in, sorry, Tony, just in uh, departing um, from um, when you start to retire, what, what's the what's the biggest issue that you've seen in rugby now facing rugby for the for the next couple of years going forward after your retirement? In terms of, uh, the, the or just game in terms of the, the the challenge the challenge for rugby, whether it's um, you know it's the marketing of the game or whether it's the, the players or the or the depth that we have throughout Australia. Look, I think I think the depth will solve itself. To me, you know, the, the fifth team was always going to put a bit of pressure on on organisations right around the country. I think that's going to solve itself over time. You know, there's, there's a few little tweaks that I think the Super 15 could do to, to help that along. But I think also marketing, you know, around Australia, you know, we, we've just got to keep pushing how, how exciting each contest is within a game. It's not just about the tries and, and uh, you know, the, the, the razzle-dazzle stuff. You know, when, when you go to the UK, you know better than I do, mate, that, you know, there's a scrum, there's a line out, there's a ruck, everyone gets right into that uh, contest. And, and the more we can push that, I reckon that'd be a great thing for rugby in Australia. 
Family is obviously very important to you, Nathan. I know that when you, first, you decided that it was time, it was about spending more time with, with uh, the kids. How, how was when you had to say, well, I'm going to stretch it for a little bit more? Did that go down okay? Uh, mate, it was fine. They're, uh, the, the little fellas uh, enjoy going to the rugby now, so they're, they're at that age where they enjoy it. And, um, you know, mate, it a good little holiday at the end of it, mate, and uh, they came around pretty quickly, so it worked out well. Nothing right, like mate, a bribe, well, we, is there? Yeah, nothing yeah. like a bribe. Is, is that poor parenting or I don't know? <laughs> That's parenting 101. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the club, my friend. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the Ruck this morning. Uh, enjoy your final campaign and may it go very well, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Good on you. Appreciate it. Doing I'll talk to you well, there he goes, Nathan Sharp. Of course, you can see the Qantas Wallabies are at Tumbalong Park in Darling Harbour. If you're in Sydney, maybe you finish the city to surf this afternoon. You think, oh, I've got something more to do. Got a bit more petrol in the tank. <laughs> you, the squad is there. You can meet, they'll be uh, signing autographs, posing for photographs. It's between 2 o'clock and 4 this afternoon at uh, Tumbalong Park, Darling Harbour. This is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. What is number nine in the greatest Wallaby moments? That's coming up soon. This is the Ruck. This is the Ruck. Before we uh, get the ins and outs and tell you who we think will be running around in gold jerseys next weekend for the start of the Bledisloe Cup campaign, the start of the rugby championship, uh, there's a lot of activity goes on around this kind of... Week. You two boys, uh, Tim Hoare and Matt Burke, you must get a lot of phone calls. It must be lunches all week, <laughs> dinners. Have you uh, got your, your diaries absolutely jam-packed? I've got my no. diary jam-packed for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I see here, I, I'm reading today, Wallaby great Simon Poitvin has opened fire on his old mates, now the co-president of the classic Wallabies. He's assembled a team of 10 former Wallaby stars to take on 10 classic All Blacks in the Bledisloe Cup Festival Golf Day at Oatlands uh, in Sydney on Friday. Now, well, I see 10 classic Wallabies. Would uh, either of you be among that 10? I just squeezed in, yeah. So um, George Gregan, captain of the team, and uh, Burke missed out because of his uh, low handicap. But I got in because I got a twenty. I got a twenty-seven handicap, so I'm okay. <laughs> When's the last time we played golf, Timmy? Oh, I reckon probably a year ago. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, you need one shot to get you back. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, You're intensely that'll be good. competitive, Timmy. You're intensely competitive. How are you going to go if you, if you seriously haven't played for a year? Will you? Do you hate not winning? Yeah, well, I haven't. Um, you know, I'll have to go and find the golf club, let alone sort of uh, bring them, them down off. to Sydney. <laughs> now, looking forward to be a uh, the whole the whole idea is obviously a festival of uh, of rugby right throughout the week for Sydney, and I think it's a great opportunity for everyone to get together, and especially the older players for New Zealand who are coming out, like the Justin Marshalls and those sort of players who. Um, you know, have played for the All Blacks for many years, and it's a good way for us to get together. But also, um, you know, support the the players that are playing in this first match. Have you got any team clobber? Because you mate, you're going to have to put the plus fours away because Griggs is playing George, so he'll be looking yep. sharp. So you, you you'll be at least you'll look the part anyhow. George Gregan, every time he goes out to the golf course, he yeah. looks like he's Adam Scott. He's got the you know, the skivvy, <laughs> the skivvy turned down with the sponsor on the skivvy and the hat, and the you know, he's looking for a camera. I'll be out there, my Dunlop volley's ready to go. <laughs> Beautiful, I love it. Look forward to hearing the result of that uh, next week. All right, boys, the, the big game, of course, is on Saturday night. It's at ANZ Stadium. The Wallabies and the All Blacks. The Wallabies have had, had a little bit extra time together, and Robbie Deans has been very happy about that with the early exit from Super 15 competition. Where do you think he's going to go? Are there going to be any major surprises uh, in the team that uh, runs out there on Saturday night? I think the, probably the first and foremost is that uh, they've recognised that the, the forward pack of both um, 
New Zealand, Argentina and South Africa are going to be massive. And I think they might go that 5-2 split just about nearly all the games this year, meaning five forwards um, on the reserve bench and only two back. So when you look at that front row, I think it's going to have to be very important. We know Stephen Moore won the players' player down in uh, the Brumby land. So whether he gets a start or they keep that combination of the New South Wales front row, but then David Pocock, Scott Higginbotham are going to have to be huge, uh, you know, getting around the park there to make it effective, Timmy. But the backs is probably where it's going to be most important as to who is going to direct the team. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Robbie Deans is thinking, but obviously Quade Cooper uh, has played two club games in a row now for the South Magpies in Brisbane. He played uh, yesterday as well and, and scored a try and kicked a couple of conversions. So um, Berwick Barnes, the incumbent fly half, and played the three test matches against Wales and had two man-of-the-match performances. So um, with Pat McCabe out uh, and not available at number 12, that may open the door for Berwick Barnes to play 12. I think you've got to have Quade Cooper in the team. With no Quade Cooper in the team, I can't see the Wallabies winning the Test match on Saturday night. So um, I don't know what Robbie Deans is thinking, whether he starts with Cooper on the bench because that's why, or he wanted him to go back and play a lot of club games to get some more more um, you know, fuel in the tank. But I think Beal, Beal will be fullback. Adam Ashley Cooper, maybe Digby Iwani on the wing. Rob Horn, I think he'll um, stick with Rob Horn at outside centre. And then it comes down to Barnes and Cooper at 12 and, and 10. But be an interesting call from, from Robbie Deans uh, in the next couple of days. What about uh, what about also the call that Graham Henry came out with, Sir Graham, through the book during the week, saying we targeted um, Kway Cooper through the World Cup, said he was the weak link. So, in effect, he I mean, he has to get on the field in some point in the next you know, little while to say, hey, I'm good enough to uh, to stand up to you guys. And, and Timmy, as you said, he might slide into that 12 role. You never know. Like, mix it up. Put your 10 yeah, and 12 on your back, but you yeah. don't have to actually wear that number. It'll just be really interesting, because as we said before to Nathan Sharp, the the three test matches against the All Blacks, and we haven't had the Bledisloe Cup for 10 years, and the first test match is always going to be in Sydney now. So you've got a great opportunity in front of a home crowd of probably 85,000 people, which probably half of them will, might be All Black supporters if they can afford the ticket. And um, it, it'll be a great occasion for the Wallabies to try and win that first test match. Mm. Tim, you, you mentioned uh, when Quade Cooper, you said if he didn't play in the Reds game, they would lose in the Super 15. That's exactly what happened. His importance just can't be underestimated. Though, as Berkey said, the World Cup really, I, I guess that being in New Zealand where he had those connections and being absolutely pummeled by not just the players but by the crowds really mm. did affect him. It is psychologically a tough thing for him to step back into this arena, isn't it? Yeah, I think he, he likes the challenge, though, Quade. He's a very confident player, I think. Um, after his knee injury, he's, he's now um, probably a bit more... His feet are more on the ground. I think he understands the, the, the teamwork that has to go involved. He understands it. And he, he's a, a, a very... A, a player who understands the players around. He knows he's not the only player in the team. He knows how important he is in the team. But when you've got the likes of Wilgenius, Scott Higginbotham playing really well, uh, I'd say Tamani will probably play in the second row. So you need some size... And Berkey, I probably think Stephen Moore definitely should be hooker. I think that, um, you know, Tatarfa Plotter now has been playing some good rugby, but those throws to the line-out have yep. to be spot-on against these top of teams because the All Blacks will pick you off pretty quickly. They're and a great you, team. You're right. If you win that ball, and, and then they get to the chance to go. But the other question also is, uh, Sonny B. Williams, is he going to be uh, available to play because he's in negotiations with his team in Japan whether he can play the first test match? But you, know, you talk about uh, Quay Cooper and Sonny Bill, they're good mates. I think Sonny Bill Williams uh, or, or Quay Cooper could learn from Sonny Bill Williams in terms of the way he played um, this year, that he's been a lot more unselfish, if you call it that. It's it's about playing that 15-man game and working together as a uh, as a team. So he's been outstanding this year, and if he plays, it's going to be a great, a great thrill to see him run around again. It will well, be well, huge. Will there... 
Mm. I was just going to say, Tony, that the other test match, obviously the Springboks will play the uh, the Pumas um, that weekend as well coming up. So, um, And they'll play two test matches against Argentina and then they come back. So they've got two hard matches away, the Springboks at first up. Yeah, it's a great start. Will from the Wallabies and the All Blacks will be fine. One of the great Wallaby moments. Certainly we have discovered 10. We are counting them down. We get to number nine next. I uh, will give you no hint other than it involves a man with very floppy hair. <laughs> On the rock. <laughs> this is the rock. The rock. Here it comes for Australia. The top ten moments. The green and gold of Australia. In Aussie rugby. Nine. Yes, here we go. Let me take you back. Let me take you back to 1996, uh, Brisbane. The Wallabies off the back of a 43-6 loss to the All Blacks needed something very, very special. Well, it came in the first half with one of the great Wallaby tries to one of the great Wallaby fullbacks. Solid Australian scrum. Howard. Tom's lost it. Slippery ball again. Back to Burke. He's beaten three tackles. Four. Tunes outside. Matthew Burke. It's got to be a try. Sensational efforts. Yes, there it is. Last week we managed to go to Japan to get Tatai Kefu. Well, we've this this week we've gone one step better. The man himself has made his way into the studio, thrilled. Matthew Burke, I could <laughs> almost hear the the hair flapping in the breeze as you scored that try. Talk us through it, buddy. Is this on? Is it okay? Yeah. My, my, my moment. Yeah, uh, it's all about fear, Tony. It was um, it was supposed to be Timmy. If you remember the call, it was a safety call. So ten past the twelve, twelve get the ball and boot it long, basically trying to get out of trouble. Uh, and it was a, a bit of a, a, a I suppose, a, a fumble from Richard Toms. And then all of a sudden, I was I was, I was actually having a rest behind there, uh, waiting for the uh-huh. kick to go. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I'm on. And it's amazing what fear does to you. And I uh, I ran it very quick. I was actually trying to find Ben Chun, who was out on my right-hand side there, because he's yep. the quickest man on the field. Uh, and it didn't go that way. I, I, I threw a dummy, and Christian Cullen sort of jumped in the, in the air for a star jump. But... And then it was a case of, okay, pin the ears back, have a crack and, uh, and see if you can make it to the try line. And did a big swan dive in the end. Uh, but yeah. to no avail, we lost the game in the end on a try to the All Blacks, literally in the last play of the game. So, What about Gordon Bray's call? Burke's beaten two, three, four, five. I thought he was going to six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> He's doubled back on himself. It was, it was a wonderful day that day. I remember I was sitting uh, in the grand stand. Actually, I'd broken my nose in training uh, leading up to that match so I couldn't play. And I remember sitting in the grandstand watching Kieran Perkins win the 1,500-metre race that, that morning um, leading up uh, yeah. into the Olympics. And it was a, the, the crowd at Lang Park, as it was Lang in those Park, days, yeah. was just incredible. Unrenovated Lang Park, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Mm. Which was the biggest story, Kieran Perkins or Matty Burke? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's go, let's go back. Because when we vote for the top ten, there's only three of us. Yes. So yes. just want to know, like, Berkey, you, you're, you're out of it now. You can only be mentioned once, can't you, in the top ten? Hang you can't on, I've got a couple to go, haven't I? Have you? Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Timmy, you'll yeah, be I'm, going. I'm, I'm just trying to put this in context in terms of top ten great Wallaby moments. That was, uh, hands down, a sensational try. And as I said, just the, the, the image that still sticks in my head is of that private school mullet. The, you know, the, <laughs> Reverse <laughs> mullet. On top a little bit. <laughs> Reverse mullet. <laughs> Long at the front, short uh, at the back. Yeah. But in terms of context, it was a bit of a bummer because the, it didn't lead to a win. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the case in these moments because we are looking at the great moments of Wallabies. So the two of you, Timmy, were you at all, you know, did, did Matt Burke uh, really talk that one up in the uh, discussion process? 
He did, yes. Obviously, there's there's probably about 25 or 30 moments we're, we're trawling through to try and pick out the top 10. So um, I think we'll talk to our producer, Mav, after the show. But I think once you mention the top 10, you can't go twice. You know, John Eels hasn't been mentioned yet, and Todd Ikefa was last week. So, uh, I mean, we think we can we can go a long way back. There's a lot of moments there. Greg Cornelson's four tries against the All Blacks many years ago. So there's plenty out Will there Georgie at the moment. Will Georgie Gregan's tackle get a mention? I may get a mention. It may just 10. get a mention. You may sneak in. Yeah. All right, there are plenty. Number eight will be the next week right here on The Ruck. Next, what's happening in the world of London? This is The Ruck. Blister in the Sun, Violet Femmes, Matt Burke assures me there are only two chords involved in that. He plays it regularly <laughs> on his own guitar. Um, maybe bring it into the studio next week, but big fella, and see how you go. I've got, got it here at the moment. It's just the air guitar, song. though. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it's what, you play that very well, actually. Better than your own guitar. Thank you. Uh, we, Apart from here on the Ruck, apart from the world of rugby, we like to have a look at what else is going on in the world of sport. And certainly the big ticket item has been happening in London. Well, it's almost almost done and dusted. Uh, and I think quite appropriately, a sailor will be carrying the flag into the closing ceremony for the Australians because we are rocking on Haven't the we water. blitzed them in the sailing? It's like beating them in darts. <laughs> it's like beating 180. Yes. Uh, uh, we've done very well there. So, look, I just thought I'd ask you, and look, Australia has snuck up into the top ten, and given the you know the population, I still think that's an, an amazing achievement. Great Britain uh, in third place with 28 gold medals, though, do look very good. Uh, I want to ask you, you boys, has there been a one or two highlights for you over the past two weeks of the Games? Well, I think for me, um, Tony, the, the athletics is the pinnacle, I think, of of the yep. Olympics, and everyone really looks forward to that second week. And obviously Usain Bolt but uh, won the double and then obviously um, picked up the that's his third gold medal in the 4 by 100 But I think Mo Farah from Great Britain, uh, amazing performance in the, in the 10K. And then he backed it up with the 5K. So he's got the double for Great Britain. And that's a really hard double to pick up, whereas Bolt was amazing. And just to see Bolt and also Mo Farah, uh, I saw a photo this morning changing. So Mo Farah was doing the, the lightning stance and, and Bolt was doing the big yeah. M for uh, Mo Farah. And, uh, but I think that, for me, the greatest performance was in the men's 800, David Radisha. Um, 800 metre world record uh, beat his own world record just an amazing that race an amazing that, run, yeah. because the, the the longer events you know that those 800 and 1500 those world records are just so hard to break and uh, I think that was an incredible effort for, for someone who the, sorry Matt you mentioned mm. that the Mo Farah thing I, I, I wanted to go back to that because it, if in terms of the lightning bolt for Usain Bolt, that was that is sensational. But the patting of his head and the surprised look he gets in his face when he does the M, when he when he's coming over the line as if, wow, I can't believe how good I am. It's, it's brilliant. He's got an amazing character. He has been terrific. All right, Berkey, what about you? Uh, it's got to be the the one hundred two hundred double Usain Bolt. I mean, you can go to the pool and and talk about Phelps and and you know if he melts down that um, all the medals he gets there, he'll make a nice little block of gold at the same time. But you know Usain Bolt winning and in the 200, you know, pulling up 10 metres from the end there and still running a 19, sort of 20 or thereabouts. But at the back of that, you get the Jamaican team who ran this morning a 36.84 for the 4x100. I mean, that's incredible yeah. itself. That's an Olympic record. But did you see at the end there where the official asked for 
the baton back from Usain Bolt and Usain's gone, no, I'm going to keep it. He's going, damn it, that would have been a great eBay piece, that one. (laughs) Exactly right. Now, he has been an amazing athlete. As to, look, one of the highlights for me, certainly from an Australian point of view, because I think of the pressure that Sally Pearson was under, it doesn't compare, I guess, to the pressure of Cathy Freeman in Sydney when the the world really was watching her. But Sally Pearson had so much, because I guess up to that point, our success hadn't been huge in these games and there was uh, I, for her, she was the, the favourite and she performed so well. But uh, there was a cartoon, I think, leading up to it with uh, the, the, all of Australia on her shoulder as she went over those hurdles. And she did it brilliantly. Mm. Then got that great thing of squealing and throwing herself onto the track, which is a great way to celebrate. Uh, I've never had, of course, to do it myself. But I think Sally Pearson's moment for mine was absolutely sensational. So almost done and dusted uh, for another four years. That's the thing. They now have four years to wait if they want to go around again. Uh, doesn't happen in footy. A, a week is a long time in footy. This is The Ruck. On The Ruck. And sadly, that's about it for us for another week before... Before we go, though, Tim Horan, I understand you've had a very special evening this week. What happened? I did, yeah. Last night went to my 25th school reunion, and uh, it goes very quickly. Um, so I went back to Toowoomba last night to Downlands College. and uh, to, Was it um, name tags so you could recognise people? All name tags, yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it was quite uh, caught up with my good mate, who was my classmate, Garrick Morgan, who played a lot of test matches for the Wallabies and also for the Reds, and it was good. But uh, it's amazing. There was a teacher who had been there 30 years um, when I started, um, at that school, and then uh, he was still there last night, 25 years. Later. So he's what? been teaching for 55 years. It's amazing. But um, yeah, good to catch up with everyone. But um, I tell you what, you age. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, everyone the chalkboard and dusters, wouldn't he? he oh wouldn't yes, going yes. On the computer. It's amazing That's how everyone just morphs into their old man, don't they? You know, 20 years later, it's like you just see the old man from coming through the door you think oh yeah, hang but, on but do they morph into the old man or do you in terms of did people just drop back into the roles they had when they were at school Timmy I mean I don't view you wouldn't have been the school bully but were the, were the people who they, <laughs> they were the, the, the same kind of thing went on last night they're looking at the chicks and going oh she's a bit of a yeah there's always there's always <laughs> <laughs> there was always one or two like that but yeah great occasion and uh, no it was good fun all right, sadly, that is where we leave you, and I'd like both of you to bravely now, as we go off, just tell me the score uh, in the Wallabies All Blacks Bledisloe Cup opener at ANZ Stadium next Saturday night. Who wins? Uh, just a score, and uh, Timmy? Well, I'm going to say the Wallabies will win, and it'll be 22-20, bang. Right nice. 22-20. Berkey? 21-17, Wallabies. 21-17, Wallabies. I like both of those scores. <laughs> go out and enjoy your footy. This is the ruck. Bye-bye. See ya.